good vibrations, my good people. This is your host, Just the Best of Are You Being Gentle With Your Mental? And we are near the end of season two. And this is a fair warning that only guest interviews will be airing until August 2nd of the third season titled Activism Through the Arts, something you don't want to miss. So hello if you are a new listener um, or if you've been connected with me from day one, welcome back. Happy new month. Happy July to you all. And I wanted to share that July is recognized as BIPOC, mental health awareness. And although anyone can develop a mental health problem, people of color sometimes experience more severe forms of mental health conditions due to unmet needs and other barriers. According to the Health and Human Services Office of Minority Health, African Americans are only 10% more likely to experience serious psychological distress. And so shout out to the founder uh, back in 2008, of um, which is American author and journals teacher, Bebe Moore Campbell, to bring awareness to this unique struggles that our underrepresented groups face about mental illness in the United States. And today we are in for an amazing interview with Kaylina. She is actually a young entrepreneur who loves people and to help them as well with their personal growth and educate others about the deaf community. And so little do people know about Kalina, she's actually a hard of hearing person and she became deaf at the age of four. She recently graduated with a psychology degree and is now starting her own online coaching business while finishing working on her book. So let's get into this 17th episode podcast and learn how we can also do our parts and become a strong advocate for others. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for being here. Hello, hello, Miss Kalina. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I wanted to just give you so much grace and honor. So, because you're so courageous and willing to come and connect with me beyond Clubhouse. Um, you know, actually, you're one of my first guests from there and to have shown interest and just book with me. So, truly, thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Anytime. <laughs> yes. You know, I wanted to get into um, your journey and really understanding, like, what I know, little little do people know, I know Kalina is actually hard of hearing, but what is the difference between deaf and hard of hearing? So I get that question a lot. So basically, so when a person is deaf, it means that they do not have hearing aids. So it means that they are mute. So they only do sign language and they don't have hearing aids in their ears. Um, when someone's hard of hearing, um, someone is basically wearing hearing aids and um, does a bit of speaking and does sign language as well, if that makes sense. It does, it does. Um, thank you so much. And, you know, what do you wish hearing um, people knew about deaf or hard of hearing to make them more accommodating or even sensitive to this community? I honestly, I just wish that people, it's not just people in general, I just wish there was much more information and resources for the deaf community and I just wanted to let people know that every deaf person needs a different. I noticed a lot of time when people speak to me they expect that I needed this need because the other person needed it. 
but I didn't, right? And um, so that's the second thing. The third thing is I want people to be mindful. It's to be mindful. You just never know who you're going to come across with someone that is deaf, and especially someone who is deaf like myself, um, you know, um, we may come across a different hearing, like different voices, right? And I know some people have an accent, some people may talk too fast, mm-hmm. and some people, um, you know, do not have English as a first language. And so I want to let people know that, you know, like speak slowly and, you know, there are so many ways to communicate with us. And I just want people to know that there are two different deaf people, right? There's one that's mute and there's one that can speak like myself and my hearing aids. So I just want people to be aware and be mindful that everybody needs a difference. I feel like that is the number one important thing. Yes. And I know you're from Canada. Are you Were you born and raised out there as well? Yes. Amazing. So how is that community, how, how has that been supportive uh, on your journey of through childhood to, to now an adult? Um, I would say my journey was difficult. Um, you know, being having a disability, like it's not easy, like I always tell everybody. Um, my journey was really tough because in high school I was bullied and even elementary school, right? And so there was a lot of slack of information and communication, accommodation, especially in school. Uh, because my oh. teacher didn't know how to speak to me, and they, I would, I would say they're so afraid to like come up the conference note and like be like, hey, like, can how can we help you? I just feel like they're just so nervous and they don't want to say the wrong word to me, right? And I know it's a lot of time with the hearing community because myself, I went to two school actually. I went to the deaf school and I went to the hearing school, so I can totally, I can totally understand what the hearing teachers are going through, and they don't know because they never came across someone that is deaf like myself. Um, so, and, um, so now that I'm getting older, I'm only 23, so I'm still young, a baby, people are like, oh, you're a baby, um, you know, I'm still learning about myself, especially my disability, um, you know, like, now I'm graduating from psychology, so now that I have an idea of what, what needs to be done for the deaf community, especially someone that have a disability, so now, um, I would say now things are getting a bit better, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Most definitely. And, you know, how has your mental health been affected? I would say I have, it's very hard because um, I really had a lot of like anxiety when speaking to a hearing world because I'm so used to people bullying me. I'm so used to people, you know, talk over me because they think that I'm not listening to them. Or like, you know, and that frustrated me a lot because I'm just like, oh my God, can you shut up for a second? Like, let me speak for myself, right? And I feel like other people try to overstep sometimes. And they, when they're thinking, they're helping, but really they're not, right? Mm-hmm. I understand. But again, there's so many lack of information to work with someone that is deaf and hard of hearing. Um, so because now I got older, my self-esteem was another big issue I had. I was very, um, I wouldn't, I'm very social butterfly, but there's certain things that I keep to myself a lot of times. Um, because I, again, I was just, I was just literally nervous of like being out there and, you know, actually being an advocate for myself because so many people walk over me to the point where a lot of people who I grew up with, they're surprised that I'm actually a deaf advocate. They're like, wait, Kalina, you're a deaf advocate now? What? What happened? And so I feel like with that alone, it just kind of, um, it just, it's like self-esteem it took me years to build I always tell people it's not easy 
Um, you know, it took me years to build. Like, I can't even count myself because it took that long to build that stuff, I think. So I feel like because of the whole lack of information and communication, it made me stress frustrated, because, especially with the hearing community. And it just get me really anxiety. And I sometimes get like, depression a little bit because I was like, no, I don't want to be in the wild, the hand world, because I don't want to. Yeah, so I have a lot. But now that I'm 23 and I'm graduating, I feel like now my self-esteem and my anxiety kind of got a little bit better. But Yeah, congratulations. And I know we actually have something in common. Um, I know you're, you're going to school for your bachelor's of psychology. And in 2016, I, I actually graduated uh, with that degree. And so, you know, how, where do you go? And like, how was that? Ex- how was your experience in college now? Um, university was a little struggle um, at the beginning uh, because it's a new transition from high school to university. So it's totally different. Um, I'm really grateful I had um, a support teacher, which is a disability counselor who walked you through the first year. So that was not an issue. But however, there were some professors that were super ignorant because I had no takers. And they would think, oh, like, she's cheating. or she, And I'm just like, wait, what? I'm like, no, I am deaf. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to realize, oh, I'm so sorry. What can I do? And I said, Next time, don't cut up my note taker because I came and literally I took my note taker straight up. And I said, No, it's my note taker. I need this for this part and stuff like that. And I'm funny. I remember one teacher was complaining because he's like, Oh, she never showed up to class. Imagine the class is a movie theater. I can't hear that big. It's a, it's a big classroom. And for me, it's like, What's the point of being in a classroom if I can't hear? So that's another problem too with a lot of professors. They kind of think, like, Oh, like I'm cheating that I don't take it. But it's a tactic. And then I told my disability counselor, she dealt with it. And I remember I had a teacher who um, was like a music class. And it was my first year of university. I had no idea how to do it. I just took a bunch of courses and it was a music class. And I told the teacher professor, and I said, do not make me listen to music. Just get me to do like a background music information or something instead of listening. She did not want to accommodate me at all. And, my, and then I failed the course. Wow. So what kind of accommodations were you provided even during exams then? He so what happened was to work an exam, instead of the exam, he let me do a big assignment instead of an exam. So when I was like, okay, that's not fair because it's not my fault that you couldn't accommodate me in the beginning where you knew I was stuck because I give you my accommodation letter saying like, hey, because it's on accommodation though, I told you that the person is deaf or how you know have any other like needs. I told you on the paper. So in my head, I'm like, did you read the paper that I give you? Or you just said, okay, yeah, whatever. The person had accommodation, right? Mm-hmm. So that was I, I just ended up doing a big assignment and then he thought failed me and I had to go through the whole the music department and the faculty to drop the grades. It took at least a year to drop the course just because they thought I was smart. And my guidance counselor had to be involved. It was really, it was just stupid. Wow. I am so sorry that you had to deal with this. And I can only imagine the rest of the community who faces so many challenges um, with higher education. And, you know, do you feel like your choices with education were limited? Yeah, of course. Like, I feel like they're just not doing the job, right? I feel like they're just there for the money. 
a lot of time. There's some professors that there, you know, actually want to help students. There's some professors that are there for the money. Yeah. Well, I do hope that anyone listening that's in the profession of higher education can take this interview serious in this conversation and be more accommodating towards their students um, and the community as well. And so, you know, when you're wearing your, your hearing device, like what are the pros and cons with the device? Um, in general or like in school? Um, just in general. Um, the, the pro, um, pro with it is that, um, you know, you're able to hear, um, there's so many different options that you can use. There are actually two different devices. So the first one is hearing, which is about eye ring, and then it's cochlear implant. Um, so I like the fact that people are able to have options, um, to pick which one they want. The, the con, the bad thing about the device is that it's so expensive there's so many people who can't afford it because you know all these devices are super expensive and um and a lot especially for those who are mute they're not able to get access to the correct system because there's because they're not enough like asl interpreter or they can't afford one and they can't get somebody to help them especially if they were to go on the street they have to bring a family member along and for them, it's annoying because they're like, I want to be my own independent. Mm. So, so that's another big issue a lot of times, too, especially the deaf community, is that the equipment is super expensive. A lot of people are struggling all the time to, to pay for it. There are people who parents are not up to date because of that reason. Especially if you don't have, especially if you don't come from a family that don't have insurance or a benefit or any other type of equipment that you need, because I know every country is different. Um, so I know there's a lot of things, and I feel like the, with the technology and the equipment, it's too expensive. But again, like, there's nothing we can do because, you know, like, how much the government try to help, but the money is not enough. And that's the problem with the equipment. It's way too expensive. Wow, what is like? What is the price range? Like, if you can give us a number um, of how much are how much are they? So, for example, my hearing is a Bluetooth. So, my okay. hearing is super expensive. So, I would say it's like seven thousand dollars each hearing aid. Seven thousand? Yeah. Whoa, that is a exactly. lot of money, and that's only for one. So, both is fourteen. Yes. And then, oh especially for those who are little kids, especially little kids who go to school, they need an FF system so that will help them to hear in the classroom. That is even more money. And oh. that's like, I, the cheapest one I can say is 5000 Wow. And that there you go, like where, you know, we didn't know that. Um, that information is very, very key. Um, and I do hope that like, how can others that are hearing, how can we like hearing like, you know, community be advocates for, for the deaf community? Um, the advocate is the number one is, you know, um, support the deaf community group, you know, try to get yourself out there, you know, interact with people who are hard of hearing deaf. Um, the second thing I would say, please, um, put caption on your content. I noticed that a lot of time when um, people on Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok, there's a lot of slack of um, TCC to closed caption. There's a lot of slack of that. 
right people need to support us with that and the third thing is you know if you're interested with someone especially who are having humans don't expect too much try not to get too much help because i know again people to try to help so that is the problem right and um but yeah as we say i just want to let people know this especially social media platform that's because of covid now everybody's on social media especially how to people even people who have disability people who are blind as well on social media so imagine if the content not accessible for us, how can you make your content expanded to different communities? Mm-hmm. And little do people know that a lot of part of hearing and deaf community are actually on TikTok more than Instagram, Twitter. Why? Because TikTok has more caption than any social media platform. Mm. You are expanding my knowledge today. I am learning so much with you. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, so much and you know I want to know like how did your parents encourage you to become so independent and just all this like tenacity (laughs) that you have it's just amazing I just love it um I would say I grew up in Romans so I never had like a father figure it was always my mom my, my grandma my aunt and um they're supposed to be a really strong power woman they never depended on a man. They always taught me to do things on your own. And I guess because my grandma is an immigrant grandma from that new shop, which is in the Caribbean island. So when you're from the island, especially as a woman, you know how to cook, you know how to clean, you don't depend on a man for anything. So it's always like that. So when I kind of came to Canada, they should taught my mom, my aunt, and then now me when I was born. And then, and then when I became deaf, that's when things hit my family and that's when they're like, okay, we got to teach Kalina how to advocate for herself big time because, you know, because mm-hmm. she had a disability and they didn't want me to feel like I couldn't fit in certain groups. And they were always continuously talking to me positively, making sure like, hey, is you okay? How was school? Like, you know, and before I remember before, I used to never talk to my family about like being bullied at school. I would hide like my mind and it was so funny and you know I have a really close relationship with my aunt and my grandma because uh, my grandma kind of had to raise me because my mom was a young mom so that was where I had my mom went to school my grandma took me and my aunt I was super more close with my aunt because she was in middle school at the time when I was born <laughs> so she was young so I was a baby just like oh you know um so I feel like granted myself with um strong women that are lying and they attack anybody. And when you see guys meet my family, it's like, oh my God, these women are strong-minded women. Like they're super, they're power, they're lying. It's like, how do you guys have that? You know, I just, I feel like it's because, you know, my grandma's an immigrant and she came from nothing. She came to Canada. But I guess she always continued to say to us, like, you know, do better than me, do better than me. I work my ass, my butt off to get here in Canada to a whole new country by herself. So, you know, I guess we learned, we learned to my grandma's story and we take it in our perspective, but okay, we don't want to be like that. We want to be rich, we want to have this, we want to have this. So I guess too, like my family always get in my brain, they always be like, do you like this car? Do you like this car? Okay, you better become a doctor. Like, so there's always, yeah, so they're always like, you know, kind of putting things in my mind to keep me consistently positive, keep going. And, um, but yeah, my family's always there for me no matter what, you know. I love that. You know, I come from a really big family dynamic and my father, he's Haitian. And so I know where, you know, we come from and understanding how much of a privilege we have it here um, and to fight for what we want and um, 
to always have that strong mindset. And so I was really glad that I was gifted with the vision to begin with the mindset with the community and start building there. Um, I just want to know, you know, what are some of your current projects that you're working on that we can be in support of? It kind of slowed a bit. Oh, can can you hear me now? Yeah, you kind of slowed okay. a bit. Perfect. I was saying, um, what are some of the current projects that you're working on currently? Um, right now, I'm actually writing a book. I'm super excited. So my book is mixed with poetry, biography. So it's about me being deaf in the hearing community. And um, basically thoughts that's going around my mind and what it's like to be deaf. And um, and the second project I'm recently working on is uh, my website, which is I'm becoming a mental health coach because I'm finally graduating from psychology. So I want to open that up to disability people to help them advocate for themselves and even get out there and advocate for others too, not just for them. And, you know, make a voice in the changing voice in the disability community. That is definitely my goal. And my third thing is I am working on a course so I can give it out to the hearing community to learn more how to be accessible for any different type of disability people. And that's the three batches of working on. Amazing. You have my full support. And I just, you know, I want to know what inspired you to start a book. That is so incredible. Honestly, I would say because there are no books that are for hard of hearing people. There isn't any book if you think about it. That is, I think that, I think the community, the community, it's like, it makes me think about where where is the support really what as you say like how can we support you and how how why do why did we create a society where the, where this community was unseen or unheard of um or not supported and so it really breaks my heart but it also encourages me to do my part um i know i look in the mirror not asking you know who's going to be the one to save us but how can i save us now um, and so I really, I really do honor this conversation. And I think we learned so much um, within this span of time. So this discussion was just full of personal insight. And I'm really, truly grateful that we had the chance to connect. And can you please share with the people how they can follow you and support you? I would say you can follow me on my Instagram, Boss. Twitter, Cutie Kalina, and my website is coming up just now. Um, it's kalinaempowerment.com or .ca. So that website should be up soon. Perfect. Well, I'll make sure to add all the links below in the show notes so you guys can connect with Kalina. And just thank you so much and continue to be gentle with your mental community. We have Kalina Powers here and she is a powerful woman. So let's make sure we celebrate and make sure that we do our part as a community to step up. So thank you so much. My pleasure. My podcast now has merch. Begin each day with the aura mug to remind yourself to connect with your senses. Take a mindful moment to check in with your mental thoughts, emotions, and or by asking yourself, are you being gentle with your mental? Which is featuring a unique design of hands protecting the divine energy of your brain. This mug empowers us to be kind with ourselves and others. Remember, we cannot pour from an empty cup. So may this cup always be filled with a flow of positive energy and you can purchase yours today or gift somebody by going on my website, 
J-E-S-S-B-E-U.org and go ahead and support the mindful communities that we're building together. Peace and love, y'all. Thank you.